Craig. We appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you, Craig. It's like a little dog too, or is that a bear? I don't. I think it's a bear. It's a bear. Yeah, I feel. I feel that. Okay. What's good? What's good? How are you? I hold on. First of all, let me speak into my microphone. Um, my life got flipped upside down all this week. Like <laughs> you celebrated a birthday. So first off, happy birthday. No, yes, of course. Like that was amazing. That was like that needed to happen. I was happy about that. Um, but last week I was in San Francisco moving, so moving the rest of my stuff. So I drove seven hours, I came back seven hours, and then like I go to work on Monday and everything was fine. I was like, I'm excited for the week, like things are going. I had a good training session, and then Tuesday, like my car is basically totaled. Um, I'm pretty sure it's totaled. We have to get an adjuster to look at look at it. But I got rear-ended by someone, like really, really hard. And I was on my way to work and I was so happy. And I was just like, yes, this is going to be the best week. And it, it still is a good week, so don't get me wrong. But like, I've been dealing with that for the past couple of days. And accidents, like more than anything, like, okay, thank goodness I was okay. Um, but more than anything after the fact, especially if you have like a police report and all that, it's just a pain in the ass. Like when your car is totaled, you don't have your car, you don't know how to get anywhere. You're like, should I, I need to get a rental. And I've been, I just got a rental. So I'm at work right now. Thank goodness. And then my birthday was the next day. And I was just like, I had plans, but I'm already so busy. And I'm just like, like. no, that's wild. Yeah. Like, I'm just glad that you were safe. Like I saw that on Instagram. I was like, someone had your booty. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but she rammed like she the whole back of my car was um just dented in. Um so it like she hit me at like 60 miles an hour. And then my car went into the car in front of me. I didn't even show my front the front of my car. I my car went into the car in front of me. And so yeah. Were you responsible <laughs> for hitting the car in front of you then? Isn't that normally how it works? No, no because the person behind me, it's very clear that the person behind me was at fault. Like she, I was, we were at a stop. Like it was, there was, there was so much traffic that I was stopped and we were coming mm, at a okay. stop and then she just rammed into me. So there was nothing I could do. So right, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. yeah. I remember I was in driving school and they were like, well, if you're not like parked far enough, behind the car that stopped in front of you and you get rear-ended and you rear-end the person in front of you, you're liable for the person in front of you. And I'm like, <laughs> but I guess if she's going like 60 miles an hour, like you could be stopped. Well, like, her car, like, okay. So her car and my car were the most banged up. Like mm -hmm. my, well, my car, her car was bad. Cause her front, the front of her vehicle was completely like demolished. Like she had to right. tow it and everything. My car, like, I could drive it a short distance, but it wasn't, it's not a safe drive. Like, the yeah. back of the vehicle is so dented in from the impact that the bumper was scraping up against my tires. So, it's like, I had to go really slow, and I got it. I, thank goodness I was, like, eight minutes from my house. I had literally just left. So, I took the streets back home, and I got my car back home without a tow. Um, and then the front of my car, it's not terrible, but it's pretty dented. And then the back of the person in front of me, her bumper was like, eh, it was like hanging off a little bit and her trunk was a little pushed in, but it wasn't crazy. 
It wasn't anything like the other two, my car and the other girl's car. And she was like my age too. Like she was, she was my age. And I was, she was like, the first thing she said when she came out was sorry. And I was like, oh, you don't want to tell me that. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you just admitted fault. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, at least but I'm happy to be back at work. I'm sure you're back at work. You're, you're healthy. You're safe. You're not not too banged up at all like I'm sure your nerves are kind of shattered for a little bit there but at least you're good yeah I mean you just have to like afterward after it happened I would literally we all kind of just sat there because it was a big impact we all sat there for about 60 seconds just sitting there like and then finally I got out the car and then the other two got out the car and I was just sitting there thinking like, wow, like I'm so happy I'm alive because it could have been so much worse. It could have been that somebody hit me on the side or hit me like directly someone hit me in the front where my face is, mm-hmm. you know, yes, it was a, it was a really it was a fast impact for what happens like for her moving that quickly. But had it been anywhere else on the vehicle, I would have been injured like for sure. It would have been a completely different situation. So mm-hmm. I was just happy that. One, I was alive, that I am alive. And two, like, you know, like I have insurance that covers it. You know, like I'm not going to come out of pocket for anything. It's all going to be covered. And if anything, like I might get a new car. Well, I probably will get a new car. So it's kind of like everyone was safe. Everyone was okay. And I, the only thing that really sucks is like the mental aspect of it. Um, and then also like my, my neck and my back has been kind of feeling weird. So I'm going to have to start going to a chiropractor. Um, especially, I mean, I should have already been getting therapy, but if they're going to cover it, then I need to definitely do it, especially since my activities are lifting. Um, so I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to start. I'm going to my first chiro appointment on Monday because the whiplash was, was, was bad. So I bet I was, I was going to ask you how your spine was. Cause I bet like especially if you were parked like her going 60 miles an hour like that would be hella whiplash yeah like yeah i am i didn't i haven't trained at all like i know on my story i was like guess who's still training now and i was like you know what that's not a good idea like (laughs) like, so i haven't trained and i probably won't try to um maybe until tomorrow sometime maybe the next day i don't know we'll see i just want to make sure that i'm not like yeah I'm probably not going to train until I get I, until someone sees me from a chiropractor because yeah, it's honestly, like I don't know <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I'm just a bodybuilder, so um, but you don't know how you feel afterward um, until a couple days after. So like at first, like I thought I was okay. I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. It's no big deal. And then like yesterday happened, and I was like, oh, my neck is starting to feel weird. And then today, like my neck is starting to feel like sore, like, um, like, like sore. Like, um, so yeah, I'm going to go to a chiropractor on Monday and they wanted to see me yesterday. Uh, but they're like an hour away and they were, it was, it wasn't going to happen. So. Right. And it's like, you just got into a car accident. So your car is like, (laughs) so you have to like get a rental first. Right. 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 But enough about me. I'm sorry. Um, how's your week been? Crazy, because we moved into a house. <laughs> so, so your week is crazy, too. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we moved into a house. Like, that is, we're all unpacked, which is great. And cats are adjusting well. Um, mm-hmm. 
having a hard time with it just because like it's a new place there's like so much to do there's so much you can do so like the possibilities are kind of overwhelming um and then plus like moving and doing all that stuff like my body just hurt and so i wasn't recovering very well so mark gave me three days um back to back of just training which i was really grateful for because my body just definitely needed it um but it's it's weird being in a new environment and trying to like get acclimated and accustomed to like your new like rhythm, your new routine, stuff like that. So although it's a much better place, like for us financially and even location wise, like it's still just a lot. It's just a lot like owning your own home. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm very grateful for it. Like, obviously like this is like a great thing for us. Um, it's a great opportunity. So kind of like you, like, it's a great thing. Like, you've got to be positive and you have to, like, take the good with the bad and understand that, like, your attitude kind of makes or breaks any event in life. And I'm happy where I am. It's just, like, being patient with myself and not expecting perfection and understanding this is just kind of, like, another another kind of journey to add to your, you know, life scrapbook, if you will. Right. Life scrapbook. I like that. It's just like another little snippet, another little page or two. I mean, the whole, whole house is probably like a few pages. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. no, it's good. I got like my own supplement cabinet with all my like Morphogen stuff, all of my shaker bottles. It's, we got like a pantry set up. So it's, it's good. So we went from like a 600 square foot apartment, like, like a 1500 square foot house, plus like a backyard. And girl, I love my mm -hmm. backyard. It's like, yeah. it's so wholesome. It's so That's nice. so awesome. That's so awesome. Like I just make I just makes my heart happy to see stuff to hear so to hear stuff like that. Um because it's like like you know how in in the pre in a previous podcast I told you it's cool to see you like share your life with someone. Cause it's like I can't wait to like have that, you know, like where you're like growing together and supporting each other and like like partners. Like I think that's so dope, Ash. Like I think that's so cool. And so it's like um, to see you living through that and you're just happy and like you're making progress in life and in your coaching and in bodybuilding. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, just keep doing that. Like, because you can't fail as long as you keep just moving forward and doing the day-to-day -day things that make all of that happen. So exactly. And just having yeah. a good attitude about it too. Cause like, you know, you could yeah. like you moving as, Oh, it's so stressful and expensive and time consuming. <laughs> You know, for a while, I definitely did get highly stressed out because I was like, oh, well, I'm not putting as much, you know, thought and care into like Instagram and like, you yeah. so know, Instagram is like a love hate relationship. It's like you feel like you're falling behind because you see other people moving on with their lives and posting and stuff like that and putting out content. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, I have up to like my ears, right? Like I need to like focus on that. So like I tried to shift my mindset from oh, well, you're falling behind as a coach and, oh, well, you're doing what you need to do so you can establish yourself not only as just a better coach because you'll have, like, more means and more finances to invest in yourself, like, your education-wise, but then also, like, take this opportunity to learn something from it and grow into another area. So it's not like it's black and white. Like, if you're growing as a coach, like, you're not growing somewhere else, you know? It's like, well, you're growing both. It's just one's a bit more slow than the other, and you have to understand that that's okay. Like, you just, yeah. your life is pulling you in a direction where you need to give, you know, a bit more attention to, yeah. you know, this house, for example. Yeah, for sure. I felt I started feeling that way as well this week with I mean, that's crazy that you said that about Instagram. I was like, oh, my gosh, like I haven't I haven't really posted. I Like my goal is to have like 
four to five posts a week um, mm -hmm. right now. And it, I was like, I don't know if this is going to happen. And two of them need to be videos. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to be happening this week. And I just made this August goal. And I had to really sit back and take like take a step back and just be like, okay, just be happy where this for the spot that you're in. And if you can't, mm -hmm. do, like if you can do the four posts a week, do the four to five posts a week, maybe bring one down where it's not a video because videos are a lot like to to do if you don't already have them on hand um, right. and to create reels and stuff for content. So I was just like, if that's what I have to do, just like, you know, I'm a good writer. So a lot of my, a lot of my followers like the captions, like they like to read, they like the picture and the caption along with it, whether it's motivational or just informational. I'm really good at that. So I had to, I have to remember like what you're good at, maybe continue to do that and then bring in one other thing that could be different that maybe like, you know, is pushing towards the goal that you, you want for yourself, even if it's slower, you know? So maybe this month I'll just do one video a week and then next month I'll try for the two because this, there's a lot going on. Like there's just a lot going exactly. on. So exactly. And to give, like, it's important to give yourself grace during that time, those times. Cause I know it's like easy, especially when you see all the other coaches doing their thing, you're trying to do your thing. And it's like, you're like, dang, like I have so much going on and you start comparing yourself and you're like, well, they don't have as much as I'm going. And it's like, it doesn't even matter. It really doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you have to worry about what you have, what you are capable of right now. And you are doing just fine. Like, so. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I think it's really good to like emphasize, like creating realistic expectations for yourself and mm -hmm. know it's okay to alter them because like you have to understand you can create this idealistic, perfect world in your mind. And then when you try to like put that perfect canvas into like reality, it just falls apart because like life isn't perfect and neat. It's messy. You have to go with the flow sometimes. And so, you know, creating these realistic expectations for yourself and understanding that like, okay, well, instead of like five posts a week, okay, we'll do a range of four to five. And if only yeah. one of them can be videos, that's still a win. And so it's kind of shifting your perspective and shifting your mindset to like, yes, pushing yourself because you don't want to just do two shit posts. I mean, you can't, you like, you still want to put out quality content. You know, you just don't want to just put stuff out there because you set a goal of four to five. So I think that's really awesome to set like these realistic expectations for yourself and know that like when life happens, if someone literally rear ends you, that mm. you're still good and you're not going to put pressure on yourself to like, put something out there just for the sake of like hitting a goal that might not be serving you as well as if you actually like take time to put some quality piece of information out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that, though? I think I like that. I like, I, I know we were going to talk about your tribe and stuff, but I think given, <laughs> given the crazy weeks that both of us had, like, yeah, listen for yourself. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. I'm down to talk about that. We could talk about the other thing later. <laughs> we will always have motivation. stuff but you know in your mind like how do you go about creating a realistic goal for yourself and like how do you maybe change goals around as life happens like what is something that maybe you you tell yourself or you do for yourself to kind of like center yourself if that makes sense yeah so in the past I used so I've always been a busy bee like I've always been very busy and since the pandemic started to happen I was, I felt less busy. So I felt like I'm not doing as much and it started to really wreck my self-esteem. 
because in undergrad, for example, I worked I worked two jobs, an internship, and I was going to school full time. Both of the jobs that I worked, I was a supervisor. And so like during that time in my younger years, like when I was doing all of that, I would push myself. Like I would, I was even, I think I even, uh, I got into a sorority during that time too. So I was doing all of those and you know, like that's really demanding. And so I would just push myself. Like I would just push it. Like I would just get the four to five hours of sleep or the minimum amount that I needed to. I was still training. I would train like six, seven days a week. Um, and I wouldn't give my, I wouldn't give anyone boundaries for me or with me. I wouldn't give anyone boundaries. I would let people take my time. I would let, like, if somebody was like, I need to meet with you because X, Y, and Z, my staff member was like, I need to meet with you because I need this or, or whatever. I would not give boundaries. I would just say yes, because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do when you're leading people. When you're a leader, you have to be there. And, um, when I got to Ohio, I started slowing down because the, the realm of Ohio versus California is just different. The speed of living is different. And so I think the, the type of people I were around were a lot more laid back. And so they were like, yeah, like do it like when you can on your own time, make sure you take time for yourself, self-development. And that's where I started really like, um, creating pockets of time meant just for me, um, where I started like really putting boundaries on people. And so I'm going to talk a lot about boundaries here because boundaries are super important when it comes to your goals. Um, out there was where I also started competing. So when I started competing, like that's where boundaries really started to come in. Um, and that's where I was really able to say like, I have this goal to win the day. I need to get my cardio done, get my food in, maybe write this paper. And that's that. Um, and so I would, and I would leave it at that. Whereas before I would have goals and if I could get more done, I would do more. Um, instead of taking things day by day, um, I had again, no boundaries. Um, and then when I, it's funny because I'm talking about this, like there's different stages in my life where I can remember I started getting better at it. Um, and then I think even now, like, again, the whole boundaries thing, like if I have, for example, this goal of, like I said, posting four to five days a week, two of them are videos. Well, I just had something traumatic happen. I can't push myself. I can't. Like I'm already pushed. I already have things that also matter to me. Um, and so I straight up told like my supervisor today, I said, I'm probably going to be in my office all day. Like I'm going to be focused because I have a few things that I'd like to tackle this week. And I will not have the bandwidth to come out and talk to everyone. I will not have the band the bandwidth to meet with you randomly today. So please, can you give me that space so that I can do what I need to do today so that I can feel sane? Like, and so he was like, yeah, like, of course, like do what you need to do. But I think when it comes to my goals, I think about what can I, like what you were saying, what can I realistically get through today? And what type of boundaries do I need to set with other people in order to get to that? And with myself, like I have to be very cognizant of the boundaries that I have for myself too. Um, and so, yeah, I, th I think a lot about like boundaries, um, time management, and then what's realistic. And I also, to carry, to carry on to that, like I don't beat myself up if life happens. Like that's something that I think 
as a bodybuilder, when I first started bodybuilding in Ohio, I would beat myself up for things I could not control. And if you can't control something, why the hell would you sit there and stress out about it? You just got to roll with it. You just got to figure it out, like the podcast says, and <laughs> just keep just keep pushing forward without, again, beating yourself up over it. And just give yourself grace. Like Give yourself grace during that time um, because you're not perfect. And also don't compare your during times like this. Do not compare yourself to what other people are doing. Um, that's like one of the number one things. Stop comparing yourself to what other people got going on. It doesn't matter. All that matters is you. So I agree. And I think that all of the things that you were touching on, it just boils down to having like self-respect, like respect yourself enough to put up boundaries, respect yourself enough to invest in better time management practices. There's something I talk a lot about with, with my parents, um, that I coach, they'll be like, oh, why, well, you know, I had like a, a task of 10 items, let's say, and I only got seven of them and I felt like a failure. You know, I felt like I just, you know, couldn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish. And so I kind of asked them to put on their, their child goggles. And what I mean by that is like, if your kid was in your shoes right now and they were stressed out to the bone and you saw that they were trying their hardest, you know, would you, you know, continue to beat them up when you see that they're beating themselves up? Or would you be like, Hey, let's see the things that you didn't get done. Wait, well, can it be pushed off to another day? How can we prevent this in the future? Can you create a list of things that, you know, have priorities? So number one has to get done today, but you know, items two and three, maybe could get off on another day, maybe when you're a bit fresher or you have less things going on. So it's always learning to have self-respect, like respect yourself enough to say no to things that don't need to get done right this second, right this day. Like it's okay if, you know, you tell people no, like, you know, I've obviously never been out to California, but I can even say from living in Ohio all of my life to moving to South Carolina, like, I thought Ohio was fast paced. And then I moved down here and there are turtles. But what it has caused me to do is slow down because I didn't realize how much of a fireball I was until I moved down here. Everything down here, like, opens up at 9, 10 o'clock. It's slow pace. You take your time. That was really hard for me at first, but then, like, I realized you need to have a balance. Like you need to be able to step on the gas when you need to step on the gas, but you also need to know where that, you know, brake pedal is too. So that way you're not always using your emergency brake and like killing yourself for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I like the, the aspect you touched on about like basically negotiating what needs to get done right now and what does not. Cause I think I'll give you an example. I did this today. So I just moved my office things from up north down to Southern California. And I knew that there were a couple, like there were a few clients or athletes that I needed to respond to um, that really just took precedence over like unpacking my stuff in my office. <laughs> and I started unpacking my stuff in my office instead. Now I knew that I could have probably done that when maybe like at the end of the day, when my mind's a little burnt out and I need something else to focus on that doesn't require me to think so much, I could probably do that at the end of the day where, where I probably need, like at that point, like when it gets like five o'clock, my brain just stops. Like, and so 
that's where I need to do activities like unpacking that don't have my mind moving in a way that that would you know you I have to be present with like my athletes and with the with the emails that I have for my for my full-time job so that's the time like earlier in the day is the time to get that done not unpacking your stuff where you're kind of like blindly just doing it and so I had to stop myself and say you can do this later like you can totally do this later. It doesn't need to be done right now because if you do it now and you try to do your your athlete stuff later, it's not going to happen. And you right. know that. So let's save this for later because then your athlete stuff can get done and your unpacking can de- get done and you will feel a lot more confident and a lot more sure of yourself after today. And Absolutely. so, yeah, because I think like one of the biggest things that you can do for yourself if you're lacking self-esteem in this area is doing what you said you would like for the day. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's why you should be realistic with yourself as far as your own expectations, because you don't want to give yourself unrealistic expectations for a day or for a goal that you have, and you're unable to attain it. Like, and I'm not saying don't push yourself, but give yourself something that is, that is able to actually happen. Um, and do what you said you would like, so get your list done for the day that that for the day that you set for yourself or those tasks that you have or that goal that you have and do what the fuck that you said you would because if you don't your self-esteem will after every time you do that just a little bit of yourself is hit like and I don't know if you if you feel that ever but if I have a goal for myself that is was unrealistic or I couldn't get to it for the day or I felt like I I didn't win my self-esteem is hit a little bit and I start feeling like unsure of myself because I can't get to where I'm trying to go. But I also have to realize like some of the activities that I'm doing maybe could be negotiated to where the most important things can be at the top and they should be at the top. And then the ones that I can maybe do later at a later time during the day or the week, um, those can be pushed off a little bit so that I feel like I'm confident in myself still. And that's very important for me is like when I'm time managing or goal setting, like I have to feel confident. I have to feel confident that I can do it and that I can get more done. Otherwise, like I start feeling like I'm questioning myself. So. I agree. And I think that's why it's, you know, I like Andy Frisella's like the powerless. I like his like five powerless, like ideas as well for myself though. Like I found myself like choosing weak or super strong goals for the day and then sometimes i'd get the easy goals done but not the hard goals or maybe i'd focus so much on the hard goals i wouldn't do the easy goals so i kind of developed my own thing where it's like i pick three things at least three things that i need to do for the day one is super simple one is you know a little bit more difficult and then the third one is like my hardest thing that i need to get done for the day maybe it's something that i don't necessarily want to do but I know it needs to get done just to propel myself forward with life. Um, but therefore you have kind of like a tier system. So that way, you know, depending upon your mood, your energy levels, you can attack whatever one you need to in that moment. So maybe you have a lot of energy. Maybe it's early in the morning. That's when you feel, you know, your best, your most refreshed when the caffeine hits, you know, maybe go tackle, you know, the hardest thing that you need to tackle if you can. And then, you know, as the day goes on, then tackle the other smaller items on your list, just so that way, you know, whatever the hardest it is, and of course, this is going to be person dependent, like, 
uh, for someone that is struggling with like the mental clarity, maybe the hardest thing is when it requires most of their brain function or someone that, you know, has a hard time moving around just because they have a sedentary job. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the hard thing on their task is getting their steps in for the day. So maybe it's requiring, you know, periodic breaks throughout the day to hit their steps. Like whatever the goal is, like try to plan it accordingly with your day, making sure that you get what you want to say done but also giving yourself enough leniency to the point where if you, let's say you get into a car accident and you don't get one thing done, like understand that that doesn't mean that you're a failure or a fuck up. Like life just sometimes happens. Give yourself that grace, but then hit at it hard tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like, you know, like when that car, when the car accident happened, I remember I called, uh, <laughs> I call him a little shoddy Tony. And he was like, and I told, I was like, I started crying. I started crying, not because I was scared, um, but the literally what, the words that came out of my mouth was, I don't have time for this. I do not have time for a car accident. I don't have time to be injured. I don't have time to feel this way. And I'm crying. And I was like, I have so much stuff to do today. And I thought about that, like, and he was obviously very sweet and like encouraged me and stuff. But I got off the phone and I was like, Brittany, you have a problem. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like, instead, of, you disregarded your safety. You didn't even think, like, oh, I'm, yay, I'm alive. Like, I thought, yeah. I don't have time for this. Like, I have to go eat. <laughs> like, and so I, it really put me into perspective. Like, that, this week taught me a lot. This week taught me a lot, like, about great giving myself grace and also realizing, like, yes, that we, we, we don't have all the time in the world, but there are things that take precedence over, like, sometimes they take precedence over, like, what we have planned for ourselves, um, like safety, like living, like sleep, like, things like that, like, the, the normal, like, basic things in your life, like, Those are more important. And I feel like there have been multiple times, like I told you my mom like got out of bodybuilding and so she's Mm -hmm. no longer in bodybuilding. So she doesn't really have that mindset anymore. But there are times where she's like, there are certain things that are just more important than the things you want to do today. Like I know, she's like, I know like you, you feel like these are things that must get done, but sometimes these other things are more important. And I think every time she said that, I've gotten a little bit upset. I've gotten, I haven't said it to her, but like, I've gotten a little bit upset that she said that. Like, why would you, like, of of course what I have to get done is, is important. And so I had to, I had to sit there and realize, like, it's not that she's saying that what I want to do for myself is not important. What she's saying is that things are going to come up and you have to adjust. You have to adjust. Otherwise you won't be successful because life is not perfect. And life is not as linear as we would like for it to be. And I know that your mindset is that life is linear because your progress seems to be linear and your food is linear and your, and your weightlifting is linear and everything else is linear in your life, but life itself is not. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to this past week, I had to really learn that and how to readjust myself and also like, you know, check in with other people, you know, ask like, Hey, like I can't, or tell them I can't do X, Y, and Z this week. I can't, I just can't do it. 
Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't reflect on you as a person when you do that. I also have to realize that as well. And I think listeners like, please listen to this, like for the things that you can get done for yourself during the day that you might've said or planned, even bodybuilders, if you're listening, it does not reflect on you as a person. If you can't do it, like it doesn't make you anything else other than you. And you will get back on the train or the, the wagon when when the time comes for you to but it does not say anything about you as a person if it does not happen it just like life is uncontrollable and so you right. we, we need to we really we need to remember that like we can't control every single aspect that happens and sometimes there are other things that are more important and i know you don't want to hear that but sometimes they are hmm. so great like this book i'm reading it's called present perfect like Life is already perfect. Like life is exactly how it should be all the time. And and a perfectionist like me, it's really hard to hear that because you feel like you do all the right things all the time, but you don't always necessarily get the outcome that you're anticipating. Well, it's not that you messed up somehow. It's your unrealistic expectations, what you thought in your your mind was going to happen. And when it fell short, when life actually fell up short, you know, it's that disappointment that you've had, you know, that was kind of anticipated that causes the issue. So it's like your own lack of self-respect and the fact that you have all these unrealistic expectations is why you're disappointed. And so it's important just to remember that, that like life is already perfect. Like life is already as it should be. And sometimes that means things go our way. Sometimes we have things that are in our control. And then sometimes that means we have things that are outside of our control. But throughout it all, your attitude kind of makes or breaks an experience. So is it going to be like, oh, I don't have time when you get into a literal car accident? Or is it, oh my God, I got into a car accident. I'm alive and I'm thankful. So it's just that attitude and how you perceive. Mindset is everything, guys. Like it is just everything. So how you perceive your events around you and how you allow your attitude to kind of dictate your emotions, kind of make or break any experience in life, whether it's good or bad. Yes. Like I, I was, um, like later on in the day after my car accident, I cried like a few times that day. It wasn't just once it was, I cried like three times. And, um, I was talking to Tony again, like later, and I was still feeling like really, I don't know if I was shaken up, but it was more so like, I was upset with the fact that my day didn't go the way I wanted it to. And, um, he was just like, yeah, but like, like you're, you're alive. Like you're like, you're okay. Like, and he was kind of trying to mentor me and like shifting the way that I, that I was thinking. And I was like upset with him for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, can you just be on my side? Like, can you kind of fuel the fire? I, I, I wanted him to fuel my fire. Like, um, but he wasn't doing that. Like, he was just like, I think you should instead think about the fact that you made it out and that tomorrow is a new day and it's your birthday. Like, come on. Like, you know, like there, it could have been much worse. Um, and he was like, you got like what you needed to, you got your rental car or you're going to get your rental car. You got like, you, you have your life intact. You're going to tackle the day tomorrow and it's okay that today didn't go the right way. And I think Hmm. for so long, like, you know, especially during the pandemic, um, we've had more control over our days 
by staying at home. Um, or at least I have, because I haven't had to go into work. And so right. I'm starting to, I'm, I'm having to adjust right now, going to work in person. Um, and then on top of that, having to move and then getting into an accident and all that, I'm having to readjust to like life, like, like mishaps again. And it's becoming it. Well, it's not becoming, it is overwhelming right now. Cause it's like, that's something I'm having to readapt to. Um, whereas I like a year, two years ago before the pandemic started a full day full of things that I didn't plan, didn't upset me. But now that I've adapted to being at home forever, well, what feels like forever, and now I'm having to go back in person. Now I'm like really back into like potential life things that could happen. And so it's like now it's like moving through that is kind of difficult. I didn't realize that I was having a hard time with it, but I think I am. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> we got we to be thankful for men's like Eric and Tony to kind of give us some perspective because sometimes we can be crazy and we don't know we're being crazy until we have someone else's perspective and being like, yeah, but you're alive. And you're like, yeah, but I don't have time. <laughs> like, like, it's just crazy how like we as creatures just always need that extra perspective um, to kind of draw us in on something that is more important that you do need to focus on. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and I like don't cry either. I mean, I cry, but like I haven't I definitely haven't cried to to Tony or in a long time I haven't I haven't cried and so that's where I was like, "Oh yeah, you need to you need to take a little chill pill and sit down and start thinking about like what what really matters here and um how to keep moving forward with it." And I think it just takes like you know, a lot of resilience um, when things pop up like that and just like shifting your mindset into like a more like my cup is half full right now mm -hmm. instead of thinking it's empty. I feel empty. I feel instead of thinking like, OK, like what's what good is going to come out of this? Well, I could maybe get a new car. Um, I tomorrow's my birthday and that's not changing. Right. And so, like, you know, you just start thinking about, like, the good things that are that you have going on instead of all the things you didn't do. Like, you have to have a real growth mindset that way, um, especially when things pop up that you might not expect. Um, you really have to switch your your mindset from, like, half empty to half full. Otherwise, you'll drown and cry. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Literally, like this week was kind of like the first week in my new house, and like I cried twice just because I was overwhelmed because I felt like I didn't have enough time to do all the things that needs to be done. So again, it boils down to that time factor and the fact that there's so much on my to-do list that could potentially be there. And like, I, it's not even that I have a to-do list necessarily on things that I want to do for the house or that I have to do for the house. It's things that I want to do. Still, it's like knowing that I have like 20, 30 things that I can do, like that gets overwhelming, which is why, again, it boils down to having a structured to-do list that's reasonable. You have, you know, realistic expectations for yourself as to what do you want to accomplish. So that way you don't have this like panic attack where you just kind of like freeze up because you're just overwhelmed by the amount of things that you could potentially do. So it all boils down to having self-respect, Yeah, having that time management respecting your boundaries saying no like it is okay to say no and it's like say no to someone else to say yes to yourself like that is totally okay and i wish it was more normalized and i'm happy to see 
other people starting to practice this. Um, but hopefully that helps you guys kind of have a different perspective as to you know, learning to set realistic expectations for yourself, knowing that, you know, Brit and I <laughs> by are no means perfect. Like we had two great examples this week as to how you know, we had a chance to, you know, practice that, you know, self-respect and, you know, not having enough time, you know, getting rid of that mentality and, you know, learn from it we grew from it but again we're still practicing this daily all the time um hopefully this kind of helps give you guys some perspective and helps to give some words of wisdom but Britt, any final thoughts no um i just yeah i i did want to ask you before we end like is there any ritual or anything you do like throughout the week to to give yourself time to create those goals or to create that to-do list because like I have my own ritual, but I think it would be it would be enlightening for the listeners to hear yours before I share mine too. So I think it starts with like the morning of, you know, when I'm kind of like starting to wake up, I think of all the things that, you know, need to get done today that I'd like to get done today. And then I try to see how those can sync up because obviously there are things that you'd like to get done today that are just aren't a priority. So I kind of take those two lists, I see which ones overlap, and I want to make sure that the things that I do need to get done do get done, but then also balance it with things that I would like to get done, especially when it comes to like being on top of like things like bodybuilding, so like training, meals, steps, stuff like that, and trying to have a, help, uh, a healthy balance of the two. And then kind of periodically throughout the day, I'll see like whether it's a mental checklist or maybe I actually have a physical copy um, written down, I'll see like where, like, how am I doing? Like, are we at like 20%? Are we at 50%? Like how we doing? And then, you know, by the time the end of the day rolls off, I see what's left to do on the list. And if it's nothing awesome, if it's something, then, then I kind of reevaluate. I'll see like, okay, well, these are the things I didn't quite get done today, but I don't have the mental capacity to do them. Do they need to get done today? Or is that something that I could get done tomorrow with a fresher perspective? And Obviously, depending upon my answer, it kind of dictates whether or not you know it gets done or it gets pushed off. So it's understanding that like I might overburden myself with my to-do list, but still making sure the items that I know must get done for that day and what items I could maybe push off for tomorrow to have a successful day lined up mm-hmm. kind of falls that way. And of course, it's not black and white. Like, of course, there's a little bit of gray area, but lately that's kind of what I've been doing where... I feel much less anxious to kind of start my day, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was insightful. For me, like what I'll do is I'll create a to-do list, but I have like headings. Like this is the night before usually every day. Um and I'll have headings. So for example, like for coaching, this is what I want to do. For full-time job, this is what I want to do. For myself, like that one is really important to me. My the one the to do list for myself is like really is usually the first like in my tiers. It's usually like I'll put something small like steps, meals, or whatever um, to to make sure that I'm taken care of. Um, and it's usually like two or three things that I'd like to do. And for the most part, like it it gives me peace of mind to have those things sectioned out. Because I've I've definitely viewed my life as multifaceted, um, where there's different things that require certain types of attention. Um, so I have to section things out like that. 
And when I do it the night before, I notice that I sleep better. Um, so we're, you know, sleep is a big thing. Uh, and when I don't write those things down, I like can't get my mind to stop because I'm afraid that I'm going to forget something. So I will write it down first before I go to sleep and I'll contemplate like, okay, what else do I think I could get done tomorrow? And then if I feel like that's enough, then I'll just save it. And then it's gone until the next day and I'll open it up and then I'm, I feel more prepared for the day. So I just do that simply daily. Um, and sometimes, you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes some of the things that I had on the previous day roll over to the following day. Um, that never feels good, but sometimes it has to happen like that. And I make sure that I address those things first the following day if it rolls over before I get to the other things. Um, so yeah, that's my little ritual. I might try that and see how I like that. Just because sometimes like, you know, your mind can go a lot at night when you're trying to sleep because your brain just likes to do that. Um, but I might try that too, mix things up a little bit, see how I feel. And I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I told Tony to start doing it. Cause I was like, uh, he's, he does, he's not a good sleeper. And so he said his feel, he feel like his mind is not, uh, it's not able to stop. Um, Did he read so the sleep him, book yet? <laughs> yeah, I told him, I was like, you need to read the sleep book. But he, um, I told him, I said, if your mind, if you feel like your mind is not able to stop because you want, like he said that he has, feels urges to get on his laptop and start working. And I was like, you have to um, write those things down and just leave them there until the following day. Because I think a lot of that is you're afraid you're going to forget something. Like you're afraid you are going to miss something. And so he did that, like, and he was like, that really worked for me. You know, mm -hmm. like, because I feel the same way. I feel like my mind doesn't stop because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something. Like, so that's, that's, I hope that that works for you. Um, if that's how you feel and just let me know, like, let me know how it goes. I will. I definitely will. And hopefully some of the listeners can practice that as well. But as always, Britt, I'm glad you're safe. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you had a wonderful birthday. Um, but you have a great rest of your week and I'm excited to hop on the next podcast with you. Yep, for sure. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.